Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Jesus, episode 12, God Calms the Storm. I am your host, Todd Ubley. Before I begin, I would like to thank you all for your patience with me and for the love and support you have provided me. I am going through a major transition in life at the moment, so recording the podcast has had to take a back seat temporarily. I am now able to release episodes on my bi-weekly schedule, so I appreciate everyone's patience with me. And I appreciate the love and support you all have shown my family and I as we go through this transition. In this episode, I'm going to share how God calmed some storms in my life, both a literal storm and the figurative storm that followed. I'm going to share about my experiences through and after Hurricane Katrina. I touched on this a little bit in Episode 3 of Victory in Christ. In this episode, I would like to go into a little more detail and show just how God provided me with the comfort and the strength I needed to make it through. And it is my hope that you all will be able to find that same comfort and that same strength that God provides us. Hurricane Katrina was an unusual hurricane. It started off as a normal hurricane in the Atlantic, came across Florida, sort of died down, became a tropical storm, a tropical low. But then it hit the Gulf, and it strengthened again. And it didn't just strengthen. It went from a tropical low to a Category 5 hurricane. I started watching that storm when I was doing my two weeks of annual training with the U.S. Navy. I happened to finish my training as it was hitting Florida. And then I watched again with great surprise as it strengthened again in the Gulf of Mexico. We were trying to decide what to do, trying to find out where it was going to hit, where it was going to go. Well, the night before it hit, then we took a look and we saw that the hurricane was pretty much the size of the entire Gulf of Mexico we decided that we were going to leave. We grabbed a few things that we could, a few important things, loaded up the car, and we evacuated. We didn't realize that those few things we packed up would be the only items that we would own for quite a while after that. We drove to Atlanta. We stayed there for a few days while we waited out the storm. Well, once the storm made landfall, and we saw the sheer amount of destruction, and we realized that they weren't even letting people back, we knew that we were in it for the long haul. It was about two weeks before we could get back to our house. To this day, I can remember not only the scene, but the smell. All five of my senses were assaulted when I opened that door for the first time after the hurricane. It was almost like a wall falling on me that very nearly knocked me over. The storm surge had come up and brought not just mud and silt and clay from the Gulf, but coming up from the ground was a tremendous amount of sewage as well. And that all got inside my house. About four feet of the water and the mud and the sewage had gone into my house, had gotten inside my house. And there was a film that covered everything. Between the mud and the sewage and the rotten food and the mold that had started to grow, Folks, I got to tell you that the smell was, like I said, it was like a wall that fell on me and it just about knocked me over. As we walked through our house looking over the destruction, we knew, we just knew that everything we had owned was, was, was done for. When we left, I brought three pairs of clothes with me. And that was all the clothes that I had left. There was very little that we could salvage. There were some of the kids' clothes which were hanging in the closet. 
At the time, they were small enough and their clothes were small enough that they were untouched. We thought one of our TVs was salvageable, but the first time we plugged it in, <laughs> we found out that no, it wasn't. We literally fit everything we owned in the back of our station wagon as we drove back to North Carolina. Through the destruction and through the loss, I started seeing the very first signs of hope. We stopped at a gas station somewhere between where we lived and where we were staying in North Carolina. I don't remember exactly the gas station or exactly where we stopped, but I do remember the guy who was filling up his truck next to where I was filling up our station wagon. He was kind of looking at me a little funny. I guess he saw the car with the Mississippi license plates, and he saw all of our worldly goods in the back of the station wagon, and he asked, kind of tentatively at first, so were you all affected by Hurricane Katrina? I nodded and I said yes. This was a total stranger. And when he went inside to pay for his gas, he came out and he handed me $20. He just handed me a $20 bill, complete stranger, and said, I'm sorry I can't do more for you, but please at least take this. I hope it will help in a little way. And, and folks, that was amazing to me. This total stranger just reaching out to provide what help he could. The next several months were extremely difficult. We had homeowners insurance and we had flood insurance. In fact, the two adjusters happened to be there at the same time and they made their own gentleman's agreement. The flood insurance would take everything four foot down and the homeowners would take everything four foot up. About 99% of the damage was four feet and below. So really it was the flood insurance that was going to help us the most. Unfortunately, that process took a very long time, several months. During this time, I was fighting with the insurance company for them to send me the money that they had already agreed to send me. I had bills to pay. I had lost my job as a result of Hurricane Katrina. Some of my creditors were really good. They gave me 90 days, no payments, just right off the top. Other creditors were not so generous. They put me in default right away. It was literally just one fight after another after another. And it seemed every time I had one issue solved, another would pop up. I remember I told one person from our church at the time, it was like playing a game of whack-a-mole. I would solve one problem, I would fix one issue, and then another one would just pop right up right after it. And then I would solve that one, and another one would just pop right up right after it. Now folks, I am going to pause here for just a minute. Because some of you may have noticed that during my podcast, I don't talk about my family very much. We are all very private individuals. So out of respect for them, I try not to share about them without their knowing or without, you know, them being okay with it. In this particular case, I am going to make an exception. And I'm going to boast on my wife a little. She was literally the glue that held us all together. It was her foresight that had us even apply for and receive the flood insurance that paid out later. It was her strength that kept us going. It was her strength that shielded the kids and helped them stay positive throughout this whole experience. And my kids, too, deserve a lot of credit. They were all very young at the time, but they were very good. And I'm sure they could sense that things were not right. They didn't gripe or complain. They didn't act out. They were just as patient with us as we were with them. My eldest son at the time was five years old. And I remember we were driving down one of the main streets in Mississippi where we were at. He was looking around and he said, Oh no, Mississippi is destroyed. And he looked like he was on the verge of tears. But then he got a big smile on his face, and he said, But we're not, because we're brave, and strong, and smart. And it was just amazing that this five-year-old little boy, in his own way, could articulate what happened. 
Our entire livelihoods and lives were completely shattered and destroyed. But we were brave, we were strong, we were smart, and we survived. After that first visit, two weeks after the storm, when we went to our house, we just knew there was no going back, that our lives had drastically changed at that moment. We decided to make North Carolina sort of our base of operations, if you will. We even found a place to live. From there, we tried to piece our life back together. Our landlord was very understanding. And we had shared, you know, why we were there and why we were looking for a place. And he was so patient with us and so understanding with us. He was good friends with his former neighbors as well, and he had mentioned to them what had happened to us. And I remember one day out of the blue, there was a knock on our door, and it was our neighbors. They had brought over so many things, just bags of things, and things you normally don't even think about. I mean, folks, when I say we lost everything, I mean we lost everything. Clothes to wear, dishes to eat off of, silverware. I mean, things you don't normally think about, everyday things that you take for granted, we no longer had. So they came over with plates and coffee mugs. And just a lot of old, for them, old kitchen stuff, but it was stuff that we needed. Another friend of mine lived in North Carolina. She and her family came and visited us when we were staying with my brother. And they brought us, again, all sorts of things you just wouldn't think you need. A floor lamp, just so we could have light in the house. A hamper for our clothes. You know, all these little things that you just don't think about. And I remember, I really struggled when people said, what do you need? Because we needed literally everything and it was just hard to even list off because there were so many things that I couldn't even think of but I had a lot of people help me out a lot of people who I knew and a lot of people I didn't know I mentioned in a previous episode one of the things we needed was tires for our car the tires were really balding and they really needed to be changed one of the guys at the church we had started attending owned a tire shop and he said bring your car in and I'll make sure you get four new tires and that was it We brought our car in. They installed four brand new high mileage tires on our car. Slowly but surely, at least with our physical needs, we began to piece our life back together. Emotionally, spiritually, it was a different story. That took a lot longer. One of the ladies at the church we were attending told us one time, when you all first came through that door, you just had this vacant look about you, like you were here but not here. Folks, that actually continued for some time. And for a while, I didn't even have the opportunity to think about it. I was in fight-or-flight mode for several months, just fighting with the insurance and fighting with the creditors and trying to piece our life back together, trying to get a place to live, trying to get a job, trying to replenish our house with everything. I really didn't even have time to think about how it affected me emotionally until several months later. It took a while before I even found somebody that I could talk to about this. I was very lucky that at our church was a certified Christian counselor. I had no health insurance and I had no money, so going to a regular therapist or psychologist was just out of the question. But this gentleman agreed to see me without any cost to me. This was kind of his ministry, if you will. But he was a certified counselor, and he helped me see things and opened my eyes to quite a bit. Looking back on the whole experience, you can see how God took care of us when we needed it the most. When I lost my job and I needed a new place to live. And a guy was putting a four rent sign out in front of his house just as we happened to be passing by. We backed up and we talked to the guy. He was just putting his house on the market that day. And that led us to getting help from his former neighbors, which became our neighbors. We just happened to stop at the gas station where that gentleman was filling up his truck and gave us money completely out of the blue. 
One of the things I noticed as I was going through this and as I was doing my own personal devotionals, felt like I was learning the same lessons that I had already learned in life. Felt like I was learning the same exact lessons over and over and over. And I remember one day I was just sitting there and I was reading my Bible and I, and I said, God, please help me to remember the lessons I'm learning now so that when I go through the next storm in my life, I'll know how to deal with it better. I'll be able to turn to you quicker. I'll be able to rely on you and I'll have the faith knowing that you will help me. I can't say that I've been perfect about it or that I've remembered with every single storm, but I can say that experience has helped my faith. When I do go through a storm, I know that God will calm it. I may not be able to see the outcome, but I know that there will be an outcome. I know that there will be an end that I can just push through and get to. Folks, even really horrible years like 2020 end. All storms will end. God has the power to calm our storms, to end them for us, and to protect us while we are going through them. This reminds me of a situation where Jesus and his disciples were on a boat in the Sea of Galilee, and the wind and the waves had started to come up, and there was a storm coming up, and the disciples were getting scared. And Jesus, he was just sleeping in the back of the boat. So finally, the disciples got so terrified, they woke Jesus up. And Jesus calmed the storm. He made it end. None of his disciples were hurt. They were scared. They were terrified. But they were okay. They made it through that storm, and the storm ended. I believe that same thing can apply to us when we're going through our storms of life. We'll be scared or terrified. We'll be depressed. We'll be stressed. But Jesus will calm the storm, and Jesus will protect us through that storm. When I do my own personal devotions, I always read through Psalm 91. I wrote the word remember above that psalm. So that way, when I do my own personal devotions and I read that psalm, I can remember. I can remember how God got me through that storm, how God helped me through that storm. He met my physical needs. He met my emotional needs. He met my spiritual needs. One of the reasons why I wrote that word, remember, to help me remember so that I can remember exactly what God did for me and for my family, so that I can remember how he carried us through that storm, so I can remember how he calmed the storm for us and helped us move on with our lives. Folks, if you are going through a storm right now, I would implore you, lean on God, call out to him, cry out to him if you need to. There were times during that whole experience where literally the only thing I could say was, God, help. That was enough. That was enough for God to hear my prayer, to hear my cry, and to provide the help that I needed. God will help you as well. Some of you may be able to articulate everything you need help with, and that's great, and bring it to God. List it out for him, and he will help you. Some of you you may be so stressed right now and so beside yourself that the only thing you can say is, God, help. And that's all right. Cry out to him. God knows your every need, and he will help you. He will carry you through the storm, and he will calm that storm for you. He will help you get through it and get past it and to move on and be strengthened. So please, call out to God and let him help you through your storm.